Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Tom and Warren on Joy. Have you ever had to do first aid, perform first aid on someone? I've wrapped my appendages up in um, protection. <laughs> is that the same? Yeah. Is that where we're going with this? No, it's a serious... I've given myself a penicillin shot. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> because this Saturday is World First Aid Day. To explain to us what it's all about and why it's so important, we've got a trained first responder, Jerome Carslake. Good morning, Jerome. Uh, good morning to you. Thanks for coming in. What is World First Aid Day all about? I guess it's raising awareness of making sure we try and get people trained. Um, so I actually went ahead. I got trained quite a few years ago, and then I was out in the bush in Western Australia and I had to actually draw on my skills. Oh, so, really? So you've, you've had to use them? Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to be in Western Australia, lived over there, and one day I was just driving through uh, regional Western Australia. I used to do about 50,000 Ks per year, and then I was just going through the bush, always trying to find a new new sort of pathway drive. And um, I was going along down the roads, and uh, sunlight was coming towards me, and um, Something caught the corner of my eyes. I stopped, did a Yui, came back, and I just noticed these um, wheel marks wow. down the road, down the gravel. So stopped, got out, saw, saw a car was down the uh, stuck on the road verge there, and um, walked up, and the whole roof was crashed, crushed down, and oh. and steam was coming out, lights were flickering, and I'm like, geez, what am I going to see here? So I thought um, I'd done a couple of days of training that sort of. I knew I had to draw on that sort of stuff. And then um, luckily I didn't see a woman in there thinking um, I was all clear. But then hear a noise a bit further down the incline and um, there was a young lady dragging herself up towards the road. She'd been thrown out of the car and was all smashed up. So So if you hadn't noticed the wheel tracks, then she may not have received help. Yeah, without a doubt. Because I just happened to uh, notice it, stopped, turned around, came back. And I was also in an area where there was no mobile phones. And I think this is one of the things, isn't it, Jerome, is that you don't know when something's going to happen or when you need it. I I was driving back from Falls Creek two weeks ago and a big bus, I'm talking a massive bus, was hanging over the edge of the road. I don't know what happened. I don't know if someone came around the corner too quick or what have you, but it was on the edge. It was like a movie, you know, where it was almost yep. balancing and obviously people had climbed out through the through the emergency window and they had, you know, ambulances on site, but someone would have come across that first. And, and that's exactly it. If that, that first half hour, like it's known as what the platinum hour is, um, we, if people can get in and respond, and the next hour is like known as the golden hour. And that is the crucial component. If you can get to and, and deliver aid in some way, and that's why sort of the, the world, the Red Cross, is actually doing a whole lot of training on this. And that's the idea is to push it and make get people trained. Because I was going to say that because here we're calling you a first responder rather than a first aider. Yeah. Is, is there a difference? Um, I guess in a, a first responder is someone you just come across. So I I'm, I'm, was only trained in by um, by the St John Ambulance and given a two-day course. So I just am trained in how to deal with that someone if I come across an incident. So you go through the usual sort of steps, ABCs and all that sort of component. And in that latest case, if I hadn't come across her mm-hmm. and it was going on twilight back dusty road in, in uh, Western Australia. How much of this Australian population are properly trained in first aid? Oh, that's a good question. I can't say on that one. I'm sorry. No, you can't say? No. I, I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know? I, th- I think it's quite light. Um, I just think a lot of people... But interesting stat is, is a lot of people won't pull over. 
as a first responder. I came across that just the other day. It's an avoidance thing, isn't it? Well, they, they don't want to get involved. Um, apparently, like 90% of people will call Triple O, yeah. but only 10% will stop. Look, we did discuss this in our house the other day. You're driving along the road at night. Someone's pulled over to the side of the road. You think they're laying on the ground. Would you get out of the car if you were by yourself? I mean, you'd hope you would, but then talking about that, people are scared now to actually help. They're scared they're going to be set up. So we talked about would you sit in your car and call the ambulance and the police rather than go and check, which is a shame. And, and that's, I guess it's like you look at the other day, how those um, the ambulance people pulled up to rescue someone and, and they were attacked in that sense up in Sydney. So That's right. And a lot of them do. And there's emotions. There's But in that case, a lot of times it's when you're out in remote areas, you have no ability to respond. There's no mobile phone. There's no coverage. No. You draw on yourself and you have to actually do something. Jerome, how do you separate yourself from you know the, 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 the panic or the shock when you arrive at a, an accident or something like that and to be able to clearly think, okay, I've got to do my procedure, the first aid procedure, rather than going, oh, my goodness, I can't, you know? I'd be worried that I'd be the you know running around in a circle squealing with me. <laughs> if something but terrible happened, I'd have to We all react wouldn't. in different ways. Yeah. So well, I, think, I think you're exactly right because two-day training doesn't really address it. I think it's more I just drew on it and you went into the process and you just followed it through. Like, um, as, as you said, I think a lot of people were very different. Yeah. Um, my thought was, was can't leave a person sitting on the side of the road. And then my next thought was, was how the, where the hell is the hospital? How do I get them to that as fast as possible? Yeah. So what, what techniques do our first aid trainees learn? Um, I guess it's first you, you assess the risk um, that's all around you. Um, then you're looking at the person, are they injured? And then looking at the, the clear, like the, all the whole ABCs as you're working through that sort of sense. So if they're lying down, um, if they're unconscious, what sort of things should you do? Like the first thing, you're not supposed to move them or all this sort of stuff. But once again, you're in a remote area and there's no decision. No, what do you do? And... But I suppose that's what you le- that's why you go yeah, that's to you first day train, so you actually learn. And you, you're you right. Learn the, the first thing they say is, you know, please don't move the person. You could have a back injury. Assess the risk assess to everyone around the rig, them, but you're to right. you and them. Yeah. And then, yeah, and the thing is, is, is don't move them. But then in that case, you may make a call going. And the other thing is, when you see something, you can't unsee it. A friend of mine said that the other day to me. Um, so it always in, it's ingrained into you. And yet, because I can always recall, like I can see that right. lady, I can see the damage to her, and because um, then after that, I'm like, where the hell do I go? Yeah. And I went back to a farmhouse about five kilometres away. Wow. So when you say assess the risk, is it something like if you saw an accident, there was a power line hanging down or something, and you, so you're saying look at the surroundings. Yeah. Is yeah. there a risk? So you might rather than just run in and go, you know, and help them, sort of hang on, just check the surroundings. Yeah, because you look after yourself. Once again, if, if you're the only person on the scene and then you take yourself out, well... Yeah, who's <laughs> going to help, help? Who's going to help you then? So how, how do we become competent in first aid? Um, well, the the, uh, the Red Cross, they certainly have their own programs, and I recommend people sign up. Just take some time. Go in for the training. Um, it's it's an, You never know. You might need it at home. Um, if you can sit there, and ambulances may not always be able to get you in, in a rapid response. So when you have a young child, for example, they, you go through the whole thing with an infant. Mm. You do um, staying alive is, is the new way now, where you, where you do um, 30 pumps, two breaths, and you do it to the beat of staying alive as you pump away. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's really good because I always get confused because you're right, there's a difference between whether you're one person giving CPR or there's a two people CPR or whether you're doing it on a child. It's been such a long time since we did it. We all should have a and, go. And, and I think it's refreshed. I must admit, I'm probably due for a, a refresh and making sure I've done it because a lot, a lot of the stuff sort of slipped my sort of mind how to do it. Are we scared to get involved because we've got this thing about you might sue me if I did something wrong to you trying to help? Um, or is I- that just America? 
No, I think so. I remember when I actually went through and the lady I picked up, um, I drove down to a house down the road. Um, I rocked up and there was no one in the house. I'm like, do I break in? Yeah. And then I'm like, she's, I don't know what to do at this point. I've got a broken up lady in the car um, and this sort of stuff. And then I went, I heard voices at the shearing shed. So I drove over to the shearing shed, walked in there and then look, and this guy turns around and goes, what the hell do you want? I'm like, uh, came across a lady who's badly injured down the road. He walks out, looks in the car and goes, holy crap. That's my girlfriend. Oh, wow. So then the car, he pulled up in the car, took her out. And then I just, for that exact reason, I just quietly removed myself and disappeared into the distance. Oh, okay. Because I was, I was worried exactly about that. Yeah. Jerome, thanks for coming in and chatting to us. So if we want to find out where those courses are run, we can go to the Red Cross Most certainly website. I'd recommend it. It's very important that we all probably start learning first response. Unfortunately, in this climate that we live in, oh, I think we just, don't know what's going to happen. And the you never more know. we know, the more we know. Yeah. Save a life. Correct. Thanks, Jerome. Pleasure. Wake up with Tom and Warren. Thursdays for breakfast on Joy. Tune in to 94.9 in Melbourne. Stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app. Available via podcast at joy.org.au on iTunes or your favourite podcasting platform. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.